If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hi, welcome to the Music for Kiddos podcast, where we talk about early childhood music resources and how to use them. This podcast is for music therapists, music educators, teachers, SLPs, OTs, PTs, parents. Really, it's for anybody who is interested in supporting a child's development with the use of music. Because music, as we know, when used intentionally, is truly incredible. My name is Stephanie Level, and I'm a board-certified music therapist, a music educator, a mom, and I'm also the founder of MusicForKiddos.com. Over the last three years, I have created and shared hundreds of high-quality music resources, and have had the opportunity to meet the best people who are working with kids too, truly the most amazing people. So my hope for this podcast, this podcast that I've wanted to do for quite a long time, is that it can just extend that happy feeling of community and support. And then together, we can just expand our commitment to supporting kids, loving kids, and helping them to have joyful and happy lives. Uh, I really, really think that as clinicians, as educators, we are better together. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast today. I'm so glad that you're here. And today we have a really special guest, someone that I'm really excited to have on the podcast, Katie Norigard. We have crossed paths a little bit before today, but this is really the first long conversation that I've had with Katie. You might know Katie from Instagram. Her handle is Miss Katie Sings, and she has blown up in the last year on Instagram and as a children's musician. And I'm just so happy for her because she just is a genuine, authentic, wonderful, kind person who cares deeply about kids, who cares deeply about diversity, and that kids are represented in music time. So I'm really excited to share share our conversation today. I also wanted to thank you for your incredible support of the new course that we launched on Music for Kiddos within the last couple of weeks um, called Empowering Little Leaders. And that course is actually wrapping up its $20 off period. So it'll be $20 off just for the next 24 hours or so, you know, after this podcast launches. And the code for $20 off is just ELL podcast. That's all one word, ELL podcast. All right, here's Katie. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Music for Kiddos podcast. Thanks so much for being here. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun to follow you on Instagram and see all of the amazing things that you're doing, all of the resources that you're sharing, and your love for kids, and just kind of your gentle approach to working with kids. I just absolutely love it. Thank you. Thanks so much. So today um, we are going to talk a lot about things that you care about, uh, things that you talk about a lot on Instagram and Facebook, celebrating diversity, celebrating all kids, and making sure that that shows up in our music time with kids and that kids are represented in music. 
And um, before we get started today, uh, I like to ask the question, what were you like when you were little? What were you like when you were the age of the kids that you work with? Yeah, so I, I know that in my videos, I come across very quiet and calm. Um, I'm much more extroverted in person, yeah. um, but especially growing up, I was, I mean, the loudest kid in the room for sure. Really? I was yeah. so surprised to hear that yeah. based on your videos. <laughs> I know. I um very chatty. I always talked for my brother instead of giving him space. I, I always talked too much. And it was a a thing that people would bring to my attention. Um, but I loved, you know, I loved Mr. Rogers. I loved things that felt calming and, and slower, even though I wasn't that way as a child. Uh huh. Did you find when you got older, there was like a little bit of a shift or do you, do you consider yourself a more kind of extroverted person still? Yeah. I, I actually consider myself very, very extroverted, like almost probably almost a hundred percent, honestly. I just, yeah. Um, I think as I've gotten older, I've just learned what it means to listen more. Mm. Um, so I, talk less, but I still have that same energy being with people. Um, I like to be in front of the camera. I think that's why having Instagram and YouTube has been such a life-giving space for me. Um, But yeah, quite extroverted. That's wonderful. Oh, I love that. I would love to borrow a little bit of your extroversion (laughs) sometime if you ever have any to spare. That's, That's wonderful. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about your background and what got you, you know, what got you where you are today, what you care about and what you're currently working on? Yeah, so I, I come from a very non-traditional route into this work. Um, I've always loved music and I've always played music, but I'm essentially self-taught in, in everything I tell mm-hmm. myself. The guitar in seventh grade, um, started writing songs at home and I would play at restaurants and venues and cafes, really focused on music, um, not, you know, not directed towards children specifically. Um, and although I, I really enjoyed kids work, I had never quite seen musicians for children that, um, were a little bit quieter. And I just didn't know if it resonated with me to be someone who was a little bit more out there and a little bit more of a, you know, caricature-y and, and sort of the way that we like to play up um, content for children. And I, I hadn't remembered at the time, I, I, you know, I wasn't thinking about Mr. Rogers. I wasn't thinking about Rafi and, and so many other wonderful um, musicians who, who can do kind of the more calming approach. Um, so although people would say, you know, you love music and you love kids, what if you bring those interests together? I, I had always been pretty hesitant. My, my vocational background is actually in refugee resettlement. Um, Mm. I taught ESL for a while. Um, I've, I've lived kind of all over. I worked in Jordan for a few years, um, and was really focused on my singer songwriter music. Um, and then filmmaking, I was doing a lot of web series and like actually a lot of comedy um and then shifted to to do children's music because uh 
there's this really wonderful school in Chicago, Old Town School of Folk Music. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they they have these family music classes. Um, and I started teaching there kind of on the side while I was working on these other endeavors, um, but I loved it. I just loved it so much. Um, but I really started taking off, I think, with my work and with my songwriting for children um, at the start of the pandemic. Wow. <laughs> what a cool background um, with your refugee work and all of that. I can absolutely see how it all ties in to what you're currently working on and what you currently care about. And can you talk a little bit about kind of what your music focus is? Yeah. I, I've come to learn that um, the classroom is not a truly neutral space. Hmm. No space is really neutral because we're always bringing in our worldviews, our um, our preferences, our culture, our biases, unfortunately. Um, and so when I started to think about that, I was kind of reconsidering even the, the structure of, of what it looks like to be an educator and what it looks like to create content in this space um, and what I wanted to share with children and and bring out. And so I recognized that I had this um, platform that was growing and that a lot of people were connecting with my messages about inclusion and diversity and, and representation. Um, and so I've really been working on creating resources and songs and videos um, that focus on all of those things and that highlight people of color and that talk about social issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been such a uh, an important piece, I feel like, of my life and my work. And I'm just so grateful that people are taking to it. I love how you combine the two. And I love also how you describe um, you describe your, your background and your current work and the way that you connect with kids on camera too, because something that you do on Instagram is that you show the way that you connect with kids. So you have a lot of these videos where the camera is on you and there are kids talking to you. And Mm -hmm. I love those because um, like you mentioned before, you are a, you're a um, captive audience for them and you are listening to them. You are taking them so seriously. And um, as a music therapist and a kid lover myself, I just recognize the genuine um, care for the kids that you work Mm -hmm. with. And um, can you talk a little bit about how it is that you intentionally bring that inclusion and that uh, diversity of songs and uh, resources and things into your music classroom? Yeah, so I, part of what I do is, you know, I myself spend time learning and educating myself on um, important figures, on people to highlight. Um, what I've recognized is, so for me, I'm, I'm biracial, I'm Asian American, um, and I recognize that I'm white passing. And so how do I, even just myself as a teacher, how do I create a space that uplifts and um, amplifies other people of color, um, other marginalized folks in my classroom? And so one thing that I've been doing a lot of is <laughs> um, I'll 
print out a picture of, of someone I want to highlight. So for example, um, Dr. Mae Jemison was the first black woman to fly in outer space, um, an incredible astronaut and scientist and doctor and all of these things. And so I printed out a picture of her and then I talked to my class about her. And then we sang a song that we sing all the time, which is zoom, 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 we're going to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've found that even in kind of my repertoire of music, I'm able to include important figures. I'm able to talk about other issues. And it's not necessarily that I'm overthrowing everything that I'm doing in order to search for more inclusivity, but how can I implement things into what I'm already doing um, and highlighting people even using the resources that we already have. Um, And on top of that, I write a lot of songs about current issues. So I I find that when I'm inspired, I can write pretty quickly. (laughs) So um, right before election day, I wanted to do a song about voting. So I wrote a song about about voting and the many different ways that we can vote. So obviously when, when our demographic is young children, they can't legally vote, um, but for them to be learning about that and then to consider what are ways that I can also um, create change and take ownership and have this sort of civic responsibility at my age. Um, so that song sort of explores that as well. Um, after the inauguration and everyone was you know, talking about Bernie's mittens, I was like, oh, I really want to write a fun little <laughs> song about Bernie's mittens for kids. So lots of things like that where I just, I I myself am in taking news and in taking the things that are happening in the world around us and trying to respond through music. And bringing kids in in a developmentally appropriate way so that yes. they, can be, they can be involved in the experience. And I know that that is such a struggle for a lot of parents and for a lot of teachers. It's what do you tell kids? What do you not tell kids? What do you bring into your classroom? What do you not bring into your classroom? Mm-hmm. And there's so much dif- differing opinion, you yes. know, across the board. And um, and I I like the idea of of what you mentioned of using your current repertoire and just thinking beyond what you typically do. We're going to do a song about space. No, we're going to do a song about Dr. Mae Jameson, you know, and we are going to celebrate her and spend a few minutes doing that. And that stuff really sticks with kids, Mm -hmm. really, really sticks with kids. And, um, and again, provides that, that representation piece. Yeah. and, And I will say there's the additional part of course of like, bringing in other music and, and having children listen to, um, you know, maybe other composers or other, uh, or music from other cultures. Like, I don't, I don't want to say that oh, sure. nothing yeah. needs to change of course, within yeah. our system in order mm-hmm. to bring in. Um, but just like, how can we look at everything we're doing with a little bit more of a critical lens and figure yes. out how we can, because com- we're, we're always communicating to children, right? Mm-hmm. What, whether we use our words or whether we're not sharing about something and we're staying silent, we're always providing some sort of messaging. So how can we be really mindful of that and you know cultivate a space that's conscious in that way? Absolutely. So rather than like reinventing what you're doing, take, taking every opportunity to look critically at what you're doing to insert more, right? Rather than doing one song in your, in your group, 
that um, celebrates diversity. You know, why not look at your other songs that you plan to do also, you know, making sure that that you're taking every opportunity to rep- make sure kids feel represented in the in the space. Absolutely. Hmm, that's wonderful. So tell us a little bit about, you have a resource that you're sharing with us. Tell us a little bit about that resource. Yeah, so at the inauguration, Amanda Gorman read, you know, her stunning poem, The Hill We Climb. And I I loved the poem, and I also loved the idea that she shared at the very end about us being light. And if we're looking for it, you know, we can see light, we can be light. Um, I also think being light is a very abstract concept for children. Um, it's something that you know, in the songs that I grew up singing and hearing, like this little light of mine or other things like that, it it was never fully explained what that meant. What does it mean to have this light? Um, So the resource that I'm sharing is a video where I start by showing Amanda Gorman. I give a little intro to her. I play a clip of her at the inauguration because I think it's really important in you know, in speaking about other people, especially when they're people of color and other marginalized folks to be really giving a face to it, show, you know, showing the children who we're talking about, giving them space in terms of, you know, playing a clip of their work. And then uh, at the very end, I, I wrote a song. I, I say I wrote a song very loosely because it was Amanda Gorman's words. So I want to make sure I'm crediting her. And even in the song, I say as Amanda Gorman says, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just took those those last few lines of her poem and I, I just adapted it for music to make sort of a call and response. So the resource that I am you know putting here is me singing it solo, but then I also have an additional video of my class singing it as a call and response um, and us talking very briefly about what does it mean to be light and, um, and that it indicates like a bravery that comes from inside when we can do good things, um, even when they're hard. Wonderful. We'll put that in the show notes for the podcast and make sure that everybody has access to that so they can share it with their students. And can you tell everybody where, uh, where we can find you online? Yeah. So everything that I do is under Miss Katie Sings. It's M-I-S-S Katie Sings. Um, so I'm on Instagram, Miss Katie Sings. I'm on YouTube. That's where you can find all of my my resources. Um, I'm also on TikTok, which is a newer thing for me. And surprisingly, my largest audience is on really? TikTok. Yeah. So I've I've realized that on YouTube, it's mostly parents or grownups that have little ones. On Instagram, it's a mix of teachers and parents. And on TikTok, it's it's a combination of both, but mostly millennials and Gen Zers that um, are trying to like heal their inner child. It's Mm. very, very interesting. Oh, that's fascinating. I'm going to have to check out your TikTok channel. (laughs) That's cool. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here and thank you for the incredible work that you do. And I cannot wait to see all that comes next uh, and just just be a fly on the wall and watch you do incredible things and hopefully, you know, stay connected to you also. So thank you so much, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Isn't she awesome? Um, It's so fun for me to talk to her just because 
I relate a lot to the idea that you don't have to be this caricature to interact with kids. I think some people are so good at that. And then people like me, we're just, we're just not really built for that, you know? And so I appreciate that about Katie. And I, I have found in my own classes that, you know, I don't have to be someone who I am not when working with kids. In fact, it's much better if I just am who I am. So maybe that's a little bit reassuring for some of you who feel the same way. Um, you know, we really are just better when we are authentically who we are. <laughs> um, better at our work. Um, it feels better and more genuine to ourselves and our souls. You know, all of that too. So we referenced the free resource that Katie has. And we're going to put it on our website, musicforkiddos.com slash podcast 12. That's the episode number, podcast 12. And we'll make sure that that resource is available for you on our website. And uh, we have a lot of really, really fun podcasts coming. This has been kind of this exciting new medium that I just didn't think I would like so much. So <laughs> there's a lot of fun stuff coming and thank you again for being here so much. And again, you can get that Empowering Little Leaders course on our website. Um, it's exploring race, identity, and equity in early childhood music. And it's got like a 35 page PDF. If you're a music therapist, it fulfills uh, ethics credits. And if you're a music educator, you can get a certificate for six professional development credits. Um, and it's at musicforkiddos.com. And if you use the promo code ELL podcast, you'll get $20 off. And lastly, I just wanted to remind you, we have a partnership with westmusic.com for free shipping on orders $49.95 and above with the code KIDDOS21, K-I-D-D-O-S 21. All right. Thanks again. Take care and we'll talk to you soon.